soft episode. Where there we is speak an ASMR, ASMR, ASMR episode. Yeah. No, there's there there is a ASMR section of this episode actually. An ASMR section or an AM, uh, a question? A question yeah. based around replying in ASMR. What the hell? I'm ASMRing. And Mark, that's our intro. Thank you for that. <laughs> Someone killing a goat? Um, that would be much, much worse, I think. Um, so, welcome to the Bite Me Podcast, episode 138. You just missed four minutes, roughly, of really inane conversation that we are going to put up separately on our Patreon. It's going to be $50. God, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> $50. That's It'll be the Bite Me Podcast Patreon challenge. I don't know. Part of me enjoys that discussion more than video games. I don't know why. <laughs> you hush. <laughs> Because we're not here to discuss that. We're See, that's to supposed to sell games. it. No, we're, bringing, we're supposed to play a lot. It was that good. Okay, you might be right. We're but replacing video games are cool, too. It's fine. Uh, yeah, Bite Me Podcast, episode 138. My name is Adam West. Cliff the Johnson. The Dylan. Back at it with another podcast. That's three in a row. And then you Dylan, said Cliff the Johnson? I know, I was feeling and dumb. three times in a row? He's the no, Johnson? But we've been together. That's three. what he said, I'm Cliff the Johnson. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but this is our third podcast where we've all been here in a row. Is it the third? Yeah. Is and then Dylan's going to be gone next week. And then he's week. gone next, next week. week. And then I'm gone like two weeks after that. Well. For two weeks. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, and then I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Crap. If we can in hold September. the wheels on this thing. It's all falling apart. Yeah, I think we'll survive. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about video game stuff this week, including some news. Uh, we heard about the Switch Lite and uh, the OG original Switch might be getting an upgrade too. Mortal Kombat movie is in the works. It's going to be rated R and it's going to be extra bloody. We will tell you why about that. Amazon is making a free-to-play Lord of the Rings MMO. That's no big secret, but we're going to talk about that. Actually, it kind of is. Is it? Because yeah. I've been hearing about this for a... I've been hearing Two about weeks. this for a... <laughs> Anyway. Mm, oh, you know what I'm confusing it with? I'm confusing it with their They're Lord of the Rings a new TV show. Their Lord of the yeah. Rings show. That's right. My bad. Uh, Tetris Effect is coming to the Epic Store and it's getting VR support. Apex Legends has some good ideas for what to do with spammers and cheaters. I have a great idea. Slap them. <laughs> Send just, them into the sun. Slap them. I'd just kill them. Well, I don't want to kill them because that's illegal, but I just like to no. knock the living crap out of them. What if we make it legal? Just kill them. Making, I mean, killing them legal. What if? What if I'd it's rather like, not. Uh, what if it's like I'd put them in a battle royale? Also, retro art, retro arc. Yes. No, look at that. It's coming to Steam. I don't know what that is. I'll tell you. Okay. Plus questions this week from our favorite people out there: uh, Game Pass games and a very positive humble bundle. Very. That's very like positive to too. The three cool. The threequel, yeah. Uh, but first, we start with what we're playing. Um, I'll go first again. Go at him. I totally forgot. <laughs> um, oh, no. So I got my stream up and going. I think everything is starting to look good on that. I'm going to add some graphics and stuff. Uh, Do and, I think I, and I think I figured out why I was having an issue with an animation and sounds not sticking. Figured that oh, good. out. Yeah. Um, in Streamlabs OBS, which is. Not bad. Now that I figured out what I was doing wrong, <laughs> um, I played some Castlevania I admit Symphony. User error, right? <laughs> uh, Castlevania Symphony. That I, and you know what? It's not a user error. This is the thing. It's not a user error in Streamlabs. If you're going to put an alert box into one scene, like you shouldn't have to change the setting of that alert box in every like in in every like in every separate scene. You know what I mean? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well. 
But I agree. Oh, yes, that's right. That's what matters. Um, there might be a world where that's true, but in our world, that the scenes are different. That's yeah. okay. And now that I've said it out loud, I feel kind of stupid. <laughs> I think it's fine, Adam. It's fine. I think it's. I, mean, I, un- I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Like, I think there's a world where it would be smart enough that, like, if this thing is what I want, just make it universal, yeah. right? But yeah. it's just not. It's, quite it's, how it's, it's, it's not a global change. You have to change them individually. You can so. do that though if you put them inside because yeah, you can well, nest scenes. I think I probably should have realized that. Yeah. Um, the world's your oyster, and you're just here to shuck it. The world is a vampire. So. Uh, I've been playing because it was a Games with Gold, I believe, uh, last month or the month before, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That was a fun stream to watch. Yeah, I love yeah. that game. Have you ever played that game? No, I don't think so. Oh, you should do it. Yeah, it's I played, a lot of fun. I played like Castlevania probably 1, 2, and 3 on mm-hmm. the NES, but I don't think I played any Castlevania games after that. Oh, it's it's, it is arguably the best Castlevania game. And I'll it's argue the game. With you about it. Huh? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's Was fine. it originally an SNES game? No, it was a PlayStation 1. Oh, that, yeah, I definitely did not play it. Yes, one. Uh, so I'm playing that and realizing just how difficult that game actually is because it is not very forgiving. <laughs> uh, so I'm playing that. And uh, I picked it up just because I've heard so many weird things about it, and I love a good puzzle game, and it was on sale for cheap on the Switch. Uh, Baba is You. Oh, I want to play that so much. It is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I think it was five bucks or seven bucks. I wish I'd known. Um, and yeah, so I don't know, I don't know too much of the history of this game. I know that it's got a unique history, yeah. uh, and how it came about and was developed or whatever. Um, but it's cool because you've legit got text just picked, you know, Baba, you're like, I didn't realize that you're a sheep. Yeah. I didn't Baba. know that. I was like, who is Baba? Well, Baba it's you. Is you. <laughs> um, anyway, you just push around different words and kind of give them different actions based on the, is this or does that or whatever. Like Baba is flag and then you turn into the flag yeah yeah it's yeah. it's interesting that you can do things like baba is win then to like win a level it's it's a super well, interesting game you it, you could it depends on the level uh, yeah it depends because yeah. there's also modifiers like yeah. if there's other things over here that says like you know rock is kill over here it says rock is push the moment you move the word push out of the way from rock is, then rock, you touch it, you will die because the other one says rock is kill. It's so weird. It's such yeah, it's a cool weird. game. <clears throat> it's very cool. And I like, the, I like the aesthetic. It's super wonky, 8-bit, like not even 8-bit. Like it's almost like Atari-level stuff. <laughs> Too bad. But it's really good. Uh, so I've been playing that a lot. Uh, Tetris 99 right now, if you are uh, playing that and you have a Switch Online account, well, you have to play it. With a Switch online account. <laughs> um, they've got a special Splatoon background and skin that's on the thing right now. I'm not sure what's going on exactly. I skip past all the announcements or whatever when I play because I just want to play Tetris. I do. It's fair. Yeah, it's super fair. Um, and then I've also been playing a lot of custom songs in the Beat Saber on the Oculus Quest. I played Apex Legends for the first time, and it is a great game. Okay. I say that because I played one game to uh, learn the controls. I played a second game to win, and then I played a third game to solidify my dynasty. So my win rate is 66%, and I have now retired from Apex Legends. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Going out on top. Good yeah. job. Uh, but yeah, I was talking to Josh, and I was like, yeah, I still haven't played that game. And he's like, yeah, I've been playing that. Let's, I'll jump in with you. And so I did, and I played it. I literally played one game. And it was like, okay, I, I kind of get what's going on now and died pretty quick, whatever. Um, I couldn't find anything at that point. Like, I was like, I don't know. 
I don't really know how the maps laid out. I don't know like what the buildings are like. Blah 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 blah. But yeah, by game two, we we won, and then we won again. So it's a great game. It's not how my first three games of Apex Legends uh, went. <laughs> I've not played it at all. Yeah. But it is a super solid game. Um, I really would play it more, but I think I don't think it changes anything of me not playing it. It's like I would play it with people. I don't really have desire to jump in with strangers and play it, even though I think it does a lot of things to make that experience enjoyable. Like you don't really need to talk. You, the ping system is super neat. Um and I wish that was in literally every game ever. The way it works is is super nifty. Um, I, I think even playing it with people that you're on headsets with, it's super handy. Right. Um, it, they're putting it in Borderlands Three too, which right. is great. It, it's oh, so cool. much. It's so much easier to say I'm pinging this, and then you ping it rather than trying to describe where something is. Um, and like Rainbow Six Siege, you can you can put a marker down, but it's not. It isn't super accurate because you have to hit the button when you're looking somewhere. And, like, if a wall is in front of you, you ping a wall rather than the enemy that's outside of it. So it's, like, going to tell your your friend that the ping you made is five meters away when, in reality, you're trying to ping something 15 meters away. So it's not really helpful all the time or it's very easy to to miss ping something whereas in this I, I it was really cool that you could just point your cursor at an enemy and click the scroll wheel and be like that's an enemy yeah. um and then like yeah on headset you can describe what you're pinging better and it's just like this is literally the best thing i've seen in a game like a shooter game in a long time so that's super cool um and then i've played dragon quest builders 2 how is that a lot um it's awesome. It is. I don't remember the first one a lot. I did play it quite a bit, and this one just feels better to me. I think I, there's a lot more. Like you can swim now. You can. I don't think you could really do much with water before. Um, so it's pretty cool that you can like m- make water um, <laughs> poof things. <laughs> like I, I'm in a stage where I'm going to make a moat around my um, my little farm. It kind of starts as a farm. There's a big farming mechanic, and I don't remember if that was really a part of the first one. I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't think it was. So is it is it just building and, like, sharing these worlds that you make, or is there, it like, is, an actual, is there a core It's a game very much light Dragon Quest RPG. Okay. And, it, and light, I mean, there's an attack button, and you level up. Like, there's no, like, dodging. There's no real stats, but, like, you will fight things but it's i think it's also pretty neat that you have a buddy that follows you around which is cool because he basically will fight everything for you if you don't want to and he'll also help you collect resources faster so if i start mining trees he will mine trees next to me so it's like it's i think it was a really neat idea to just kind of sneak in a way to to speed up the process of the game right rather than you single-handedly doing stuff like you always have this guy that's helping you do it a little better um which i thought was a pretty clever thing to sneak into a game that makes the combats like you can just step away and he'll fight things and then you can come back and 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 fight um but mostly it's just like hacking slashing until you beat the bad guy um but you can't just sit there and get whacked but their cues for what their attacks are fairly obvious but 
I mean, it, it, it works really well. And you'll occasionally, like, as you're building, they'll be like, there's enemies coming and a big swarm of ants with, like, an ant leader will come to attack you, right? Oh. So you have to go fight them. Um, or some skelly bubs will come get you or skelly whatever. As they um, want to do. So you can, but you can kind of, like, build your base to defend that, right? Like, you can, again, like, if I build a moat, like, how are they going to get to me? are really not right um of course you have to be able to get out too um and and back in rather and i don't really want to build a staircase into my fort every time i do it but (laughs) nice um, is it is it fair to say that it's uh, maybe you don't know but is it fair to say it's like the equivalent of minecraft but with like a quest system yeah and i think that's very much it and i think that's a game for a lot of people that might like Minecraft, but if you got into Minecraft and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Because I think the answer is anything. Yeah. When the the answer I want is, oh, you you want to build a farm. And I'm like, okay, I'll go build a farm. And now it's like, okay, like this townsperson wants you to make a bedroom for people, right? Because people need a place to sleep. So that's very much what the game is about. Like your townspeople will be like, hey, can you build a, a bakery kind of thing? So... Um, all these different rooms if you put things in them they turn into something so if you put two bedrooms and a light source in a room or two beds and a light source it will become a small bedroom right so people will be like that's where we sleep and they're like yay we can sleep we're happy or it's like can you put three campfires two um, stacks of firewood um, and three sacks of grain in a room and that kind of becomes like the kitchen or like a bakery kind of and they'll if you put resources in there, the townspeople will make food for you. Okay. So instead of Breath of the Wild, where I have to sit at the campfire and cook a bunch, right? They just do that. So any recipe you've learned, they will take the ingredients you have in that chest and they will do it. So if I just leave my front door open and stock my pantry and buy pans, will someone come to my house and cook me yeah. dinner? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, okay, that's the, the dream, man. The same way when you make uh, every when you make a. Uh, a little field, I guess it's called a field, where you plant a scarecrow and it says uh, a nine by nine tile thing around it is where you plant things. Um, and then your big worm friend will come and make the soil nice for you. And then your townspeople will come and till it and get it ready. And then if you tell the scarecrow, you click on the scarecrow and you say, I want this to be a cabbage field. So your townspeople will run to your chest of seeds and plant cabbage seeds and then the capital grow and you can harvest it so it's pretty cool that it kind of takes that you have to do all that stuff like once or twice and then now your townspeople are self-sufficient to do it and then the more stuff you do the your town grows learning and more townspeople come to your town um so now you have more people to do things um and then you learn new recipes and new rooms to build and pretty much you can do I mean, whatever it is at that point to build. I mean, there's a lot of freedom. Um, I remember the first one. I feel like I kind of went to the extent of, like, all the different resources you could find really quickly. And I think this one's paced a lot differently. So, like, I haven't even found, like, the harder materials yet. Like, I've only worked with, like, wood and I haven't even worked with stone yet. So I don't even... I have all these rocks and I don't know what to do with them. I assume I'm going to be able to make rock walls at some point. Like, I'm going to be able to build a castle, but I'm not really at that point of the game yet. So mm-hmm. even though I've played for hours, I'm still very much in the this, like, entry phase of the game. I've maxed out my town size. So I think I don't think any more people are going to come to my town. But I've got, like, my little farm area and my barn. And then i got some rooms and little, like, nice. workshop and all kinds of cool stuff. And um, Cool. 
it's it's super fun. For yeah, I downloaded that, the, I downloaded the demo on my Switch, so yeah. I kind of want to check it out and see what it's all yeah, about. And the, I know people like the first one. The yeah. demo is cool because it gives you. Um, one, you can play through the tutorial, and if you get the game, you don't have to do that again. So it'll say, start off from the demo, and it'll be like, boop, right after the tutorial oh, spot. Nice. You'll have to replay that first little part of the game, which the demo doesn't go too deep, but the demo also just allows you to build stuff, too. Right. So the very beginning of the game, you can just experiment with all the mechanics and blah, 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 and just lay down bricks and stuff and I think it's a good it gives you a good sense of if you'd cool, enjoy the cool. game and it, it does kind of trigger the little Lego enthusiast in me when I was younger and just like trying to efficiently build things in a, a finite space because your town has certain boundaries mm. that if you build outside of that your people don't care like it doesn't actually like go towards your town meter or whatever so you have to build within those <laughs> so you have however many spaces to build up but you can build up as much as you want in theory i think oh, nice. so you could put a house on top of a house on top of <laughs> and make like a multi-tier i would do that a mall of america type huh. um i'm totally here building, for it so that uh, according to like time to beat doesn't have a, an estimate for that yet but apparently game facts does and it, apparently it's an 86 hour game on average wow. It's a lot of time. I, that's kind of the sense I was getting, like, based on how far into the game I am, because I don't feel like I'm yeah. very far. I've put in quite a bit of time already, and I, like, seen other images from the game that are showing me all this crazy stuff, and I'm like, I imagine that there's going to be these phases to the game, so I assume it's going to be well, the f- fairly long. The first one was, like, a 60-hour game, yeah, wasn't it? So. I own that. I should totally play it. I've never... Yeah. I bought it for my kid, because he really... I mean, that's the reason I bought a PlayStation, right. is he wanted Dragon Quest Builders, and he played it for, like, two hours, and like, eh, yeah. It's not really for me. Yeah. It's awesome on the Switch, though, because yeah. I, sit, I sit on the couch and just play it. And but I think the second one, too, you can play with people. So there's cooperative play. So you can get in someone else's world and build with them, oh, I very guess. very cool. So, and I assume that kind of takes the place of your little buddy. Or you maybe run around as triplets. I don't know. But, there's four buddies. But I think I think maybe that would be something that would enthuse him more than playing Dragon Quest Builders by himself. Just because oh. I know Minecraft is kind of a social thing, too. So I don't know what the difference is for a kid. Because, like... For me, I have no interest in Minecraft, but this game grabs me, and I yeah. really enjoy it. So, hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Don't think about it. Nice. Playing uh, anything else? Yeah, but no. You played WoW with Hans. I did play WoW with Hans a little bit. Oh, fun. Are you enjoying that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to subscribe? Oh, I'll subscribe to it for okay. sure. Oh, are you still in the free tier? Um, no, I got my first month, but that was like included with the purchase of. Oh, I sure. purchased the new content, even though I know I'm not going to play it for I don't know years. Year I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> Cliff, what are you playing? So I, I don't want to say I've given up on Outer Wilds. Um, You're so close. I'm so close. I'm literally at the end game, and I can't tell you why I keep dying, but I keep dying. And it's it's super frustrating. Like the difficult level of that game goes from like walking sim to like oh my god. And and I can't decide if it's just me because like I was talking to my brother. He's like, yeah, I never really had a problem with that. But it, I tried it for probably two hours uh, over the weekend and just can't get past this one part without dying. And it's it's the only time where the loop in that game has been super frustrating because when you die. Like, you know, so every game you start over at the launch pad of your spaceship, mm-hmm. you have to go on an elevator up, get in your spaceship, put on your spacesuit, fly out into space, find the planet you want to go to, fly to the planet, land on the planet, and then go back down into 
whatever you're doing on that planet. And so just the startup phase of that game is like two, three, four, five minutes. And if you're dying two, three, four, five minutes into that planet, like you're just on this constant like six, seven minute loop of just dying. Oh, no. Dying. <clears throat> dying. And I'm just – I'm really bad at th- essentially the end game part. I know exactly what's going on. I know how the game ends pretty much, but I can't get to the ending. So I don't know. We'll see. I It's super frustrating because I have loved this game more than – any game I've loved in a long time, um, and I just can't. I just can't get there, which is is really annoying. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, I know they've put out some patches to the game, so it's a possibility even maybe that at some point they'll patch that to be easier. Or I don't know. Maybe I'm just bad. I'm I, at some point in time you just have to kind of accept the fact that maybe you're just bad. So right. it's great. I've really liked it. But I since I stopped playing that, I went back and started playing Far Cry New Dawn again. Which I still need to finish that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm well over two thirds of the way through, if not more. I just need to wrap it up. And it's one of those games that it's interesting to to kind of look at times to beat on that because if you just mainline the quest, that game's only like 10 or 12 hours long. Yeah, it's not, not But I'm long. well past 10 or 12 hours into it just because I like the quests in that game. I like the side quests. I like emptying out all the stashes and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But it's fun. You know, it's, it's just kind of – Far Cry is one of those games that – First of all, it's probably best if you don't think about it too much because the the plot itself is very kind of schizophrenic in that, like, are you the good guys? Are you the bad guys? Who is the good guys and who is the bad guys, you know? And even though you you and the people you're with really claim to be the bad guys, you're also willing to just go out and slaughter people. So yeah, eh, it's a little morally gray, but also just like it's it's more fun when you're just shooting people with sniper rifles. Of course. And, you know, I just got a giant wild pig that acted as my companion. The wild pig's pretty cool. It's a Have big Have you picked boar. up uh, that other companion, Granny or Grammy or whatever? I cannot, for the life of me, beat her last sniper challenge. Oh, really? Yeah, the one with the where they the things go up on the hot air balloons. Yeah. I, I tried it maybe, th- I did not try it repeatedly, oh, but I tried should. it maybe two or three times. Because, I mean, it's, it's very much a pattern. Uh-huh, so, yeah. And once you figure the pattern out, you're fine. I just couldn't get it done. So, and it was again one of those things where I was playing it late at night and just like I'm going to go do something else. I'll come back to it. So I've I've beaten the first two, so I just have to beat the third one. I think so. Very cool. Yeah, it'll be all right. So I'm, I'm working through that. Um, I also tried out Blazing Chrome, which is a Game Pass game from. I'm going to say a week or two ago. It was one of those, and we talked about it last episode. We were like, what's Blazing Chrome? And we're literally a resounding, uh, But now everybody's talking about it. It's a, yeah, and it's a Contra alike. <laughs> so, and probably the game I've played probably ever that gets Contra the very most and what makes Contra a game. And you can play it, I mean, just like Contra, you can play it co-op. And so I was playing it with my kid and he kept going like, I don't understand why you can't do X. I'm like, it's because that's Contra. He's like, I, why can't you do this? I'm like, because that's Contra. And I mean, I must have said that five times. Um, just like uh, uh, Castlevania, though, that game is ridiculously hard. It is so hard. We're playing it on easy mode, which gives you, I think, six lives. Um, or even more appropriately, it gives you 12 lives between the two of you. So if you die, if you go through six of your lives, you can actually take lives from your other player. So it gives you like 12 lives collectively. Um, and 
I would say we were continuing, like we'd beat a level and then get halfway through the next level and die and have to continue to get another six lives to get through that level mm-hmm. and then die. Oh, and, yeah, so we made it like three or four levels in. And it, it's, if you remember Contra fondly, you will remember this game fondly. It's the exact same thing, just side-scrolling, cool wackadoo weapons. Um, the weapons are actually... Probably cooler than the weapons in Contra. They they have some weird ones. You have one where you get like a second machine gun, so it's like a like an attachment to your machine gun that drops off like a foot and a half, and just everywhere you go, you have a second machine gun. They have this like plasma whip, maybe. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's probably say twelve feet long. You just kind of whip it along, and it's got like a really cool physics feel to it. And it's it's both super effective and not effective all at the same time. Um, but it's cool, too, because you can actually switch back between your guns. So you can – you always have a machine gun. And if you have a cool special gun, you can switch back to your machine gun in places where it makes sense. But there's a vehicle combat. There's there's all sorts of crap. So it's free on Game Pass. It's a super small download. It's like 400 megs. So, oh, cool. you know, if you, if you have that nostalgia for it and you want to play co-op with someone, it's only local co-op, but – it's it's fun. And is it like throwback 16-bit graphics or is it kind of upgraded visuals? No. Yeah, it's, it, it actually has like two and four and a half graphics. No, it's all 2D. So okay. it's got like four graphics modes. One is just like, hey, this looks like you're running probably a Super Nintendo game on a modern television. And then it has two CRT modes that like do literally that like CRT overlay with the kind of the gritty feeling stuff. And then it has a... It's hard to say. You know, actually, so what would you call it? So the effect you were looking at in Premiere yesterday that just kind of makes everything look kind of like hand-drawn, sort of. Like, it's it's hard for me to equate something that's not like, hey, you know that effect in Photoshop? Um, I mean, it's almost like... what I was looking at was almost cell shaded, but it was hand drawn and yeah, kind of. And there's that effect, so it just kind of like smooths everything. It's is it almost as if you applied like machine learning to an, a 16 bit game and kind of smoothed everything out. Right. It's kind of a weird look, but Smudged it's interesting, it kind of. Like, but it's still really sharp line wise. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a it's a fun game, and for free, or I guess whatever we call Game Pass, right. um, it's it's well worth playing. So so give give. Give Blazing Chrome a try. Very cool. I will have to do that. Do it. Because I love me some content. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. All right. That's what we're playing. Maybe uh, we missed something that we should be playing. If you think we did, you should let us know what we should be playing by telling us what you're playing. Yeah, that's how yeah, it works. that's how it works. Um, all right. If you would like to throw money at us, we always like that. Uh, you can we go to Patreon. <laughs> huh? We might I, dance. Yeah, we might. I'd actually prefer if they didn't directly throw oh, no. money at us, throw though. Throw it at me. What about, like, dollar coins? That's fine. You're okay with a second to be a winged at your head? Totally worth close it. close my eye. Yep. You okay? Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash bite me podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You'll get access to our shows before anybody else does, and you'll get some cool, uh, like, avatars and stuff in the Discord. We'll send you some free swag in the mail when Cliff remembers to do that. Oh, I got I got my own uh, thing off of the sticker mules. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can support us up to our producer level, which is $10, and we, we will give you all kinds of stuff. You get priority access to our call-in shows. And uh, we say your name. 
right now. Right now. Um, so uh, magnets are on sale today. I so know. I'm going to buy some magnets, and then once I get the magnets, I'll send it out to everyone I owe. I, I know I owe uh, I owe Megan Phillips, who uh, is one of our patrons, and I owe John Tippins, who is another one of our patrons, and uh, I owe. Uh, uh, Michael, who I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. Dude, that's dope, Adam. Those look really good. Those look really good. I will put it on my laptop. Um, anyway, but in addition to those people, we have Operator Jack, uh, who Adam might see in I Australia. Might see in two maybe. months in, in the Australia. Joe Cole that's Jr. Totally not an Australian accent. It was not. It was bad. Um, Tom McDermott, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Kevin Schuld, and of course our good friend Vinny. Yeah. These are good looking. I like these a lot. Yeah, they, were, they had them on sale for... It was like 50 of them for 20 bucks. Nice. So I'm like, all right. And they're a step up from just regular, mm-hmm. uh, like those ones that I got 2,500 of our Bite Me podcast <laughs> stickers for like 20 bucks. So I'm like, oh, there's a reason for that. Yeah, these look good. Yeah. Uh, I got my own stickers if that's what, if y'all are listening, like what looks real good. I got stickers. Uh, so there, cool. Patreon.com slash bite me podcast. And yeah, go sign up. Do it. Apparently you'll get the four, first four minutes of this episode. Maybe. Which may include me dropping an F-bomb. Uh, oh. Oh. If you want to pay $10 to hear Cliff swears, <laughs> um, there's that. I do right. it to everyone in my office for free, but you have to pay for it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We have got some stuff to talk about it. We've got got stuff to uh, talk about with like Apex Legends, some Tetris Effect stuff, some Amazon stuff, and you'll find it all in our next segment we like to call News. That's the one. Okay, so first things first, Nintendo got a downgrade with the Nintendo Switch Lite. <laughs> See how I did that? <laughs> and now they're getting an upgrade. I don't think either of those things yeah, are no, actually true. <laughs> so the Nintendo Switch Lite was announced last week after months and months of actually almost a year's worth of rumors. <laughs> of lying uh, about it? Of lying. We're not doing that. Wink, wink. Um, but they did. So the Switch Lite is on the way September 20th. But the new console, quote unquote, it's not really new. It's just some upgraded internals on the current console. So there's not going to be a Switch Pro coming. Is there? there? Well, well. That's what they said about the Lite. Right, but and if and from what I read and what I listened to on other podcasts, like they're pro, they're more than likely not introducing a Switch Pro because it's just bumped up internals. Like it's very much specifically this thing is getting upgraded. They're not doing a whole oh, thing. So this is not the Switch. Pro. This is not the Switch. Pro. No, but do no. you think they will do a Switch Pro? I doubt it. I kind of. I doubt it. I don't think that. I don't think there's enough hardcore gamers playing on the Switch that want that. So, what if the difference was just a better screen that and and f- and a more solid frame rate across games uh, and maybe a better battery? Like, make it so. Don't I don't want to. I don't want to see like a. Hey, only some games are going to run on this, like they did with the the 3ds, 2d, whatever, where you couldn't run like Super Nintendo games. From so you the want to basically see like a PS4, PS4 Pro kind of thing. Kind of like the yeah. game is going to run on all of them, but if it's running on this one, then it's just going to run be, better. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't. I don't think that people are on the Nintendo Switch for those games. Interesting. I really I don't. Buy it. But people complain all the time about frame rates and stuff on the Switch. People... I've not. I've not had a single problem with the frame rate anywhere on any game I play. Really? None. I don't think I have either. Oh yeah. My battery. The battery life is the only thing that I'm mm. like, really, guys, really. And I think it's just because I've got a janky battery. I've drained my battery every day playing Dragon Quest Builders too. It's, since I've got it. What, you I, get like two and a half, maybe three hours out of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think the games. 
kind of intensive mm-hmm. for the Switch, so yeah. it, uh, I, I kill it every, every yeah. day. It and don't get me wrong, I'm sure if they introduced a Switch Pro, they'd sell it like hotcakes. I, I think this mid-range Switch is... Oh, it's and, just that, and I think that's the thing is I'm I'm fine with this, which I have too. I just yeah. I'm kind of curious. There's been so much speculation over it, and I guess I maybe just don't trust Nintendo anymore. Like, how many times well, can I, you lie to me? And right, I don't know. But yeah, no. This is this is essentially probably very similar to. Um, like, like the, the PS3 upgrade of the PS4. Well, when they went even, to the slim and they upgrade. Yeah. Okay, there's a slightly better, a newer processor, a newer this, newer that. With and with that, you get some extra horsepower or less battery or power drainage or whatever. Yeah, I think this just is because of the new technology. This is essentially yeah, PS yeah. PS3 to PS3 slim, and it, I don't think it's actually any faster. But the components are probably cheaper, so Nintendo probably actually makes more money per Switch now. Um, and it's using the same. Like processor dies, I guess, as the Switch Lite will use. Right. So they can use the same stuff across the board. And um, it, they think it might actually run cooler, too, which is nice because um, temperature often affects battery life. So it could be all right. And, right. I mean, it just makes it less hot to hold. And I want to say that I read or heard that the reasons for the way they got these FCC filings done is it's so they don't have to go through the entire recertification process. Yep, which is expensive and takes a lot of time. Yeah. So. And I mean, we saw how well that worked out for Boeing. So um, that's why they, they didn't, that's why the 737 MAX is called the 737 MAX because they didn't want to go through the recertification pro- process. And it only killed like 600 people. So. It's fine. Everything's I fine. I had no idea that was a thing. Uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah, it's not cool. No. Um, so there is that. Um, no rumor on exactly when these are going to be out in the wild. It's probably going to be one of those things where they're just going to start showing up and you're not even going to Yeah, know. it's one of those things you'll probably only be able to tell by, like, serial number. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mortal Kombat movie. I totally, I'd heard about that they were making a new movie, but I forgot about it. Um, but it's real. <laughs> and it's really going to be rated R, and it's going to have fatalities, which is awesome. See, and I'm way on the other side of that. Oh, come on. No, I I don't think you can make a, like, making a PG Mortal Kombat movie seems silly. I know, they did that in, like, 1993. I think the thing is, I, I think what I want, though, is probably a PG-13 Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to see someone rip the spine out of someone and show it to me. I don't either. But I don't think I either. But that's you just got super excited about it, fatalities. But I don't think it's Mortal Kombat if it's not. I'm not going to watch it either way. No? Oh, I will. No. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm just not. Like, if they if they go in and make it a dark, uh, like, horror story kind of thing, almost like what they've done with the new Mortal Kombat game, where it's like there's this very real plot and storyline going on. If they make it dark and sinister and crazy violent like that, then fine. Yeah. But if they make it this corny, cheesy... I think that's the thing, is is the, the fatalities in Mortal Kombat have never... I've never looked at them anything besides like, really? Come on. Oh, really? Uh, no. I was never a big Mortal Kombat fan, though. So, but no, this is written by Greg Russo. He's half of the team that wrote The Avengers, right? Uh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yes, yes. So, I don't know. Maybe Avengers was good, but no. Was I, it, though? No, I'm kidding. It was. Yeah. I, I'm just not... I just don't need fatalities in that movie because I, I think either they're going to be really gross, which I'm not, I don't need to see, or they're going to be super cheesy, in which case, w- would it be better to theater of the mind them? Or will they, I, I feel like this movie is going to go the way of Deadpool. Oh, I could see that. That's, so that, that would be. That's where I think this movie is going to go, where it's going to be, 
yes, it's going to be schlock and whatever, but it's also going to have that comic-y kind of like Deadpool-esque, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, I'm about to blow this guy's head off. Don't believe me? There it went. (laughs) In that case, I'd be, I'd be, that is actually the third option that I'd be totally cool with because Deadpool, yeah, is gross and stupid, but it's. So it's presented good. in a way that's super funny. So. Have you seen the Deadpool movies? He hates okay. them, remember? That's right. Oh, yeah. you hate them. That's yeah. right. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so no word on exactly when this is going to be out, but they have one confirmed actor so far, Joe Taslim, who is playing Sub-Zero. Maybe you've heard of him. You probably haven't. Probably have not. Um, he, <laughs> what, what did the article, I believe it was IGN, <laughs> said? I, I love this. Where uh, he, you may know him. You Taslim's breakout role is in 2011's The Raid: Redemption. Was it though? Because I don't remember it. Oh, that's right. It's an Indonesian martial arts film. Ones that I am not broke out of what? <laughs> yeah, right. The Indonesian film market. So there you go. I mean, good for him though, landing that role. Yeah, that's very cool. He'll be Sub Zero. Is one of my favorites. Sub Zero, Scorpion, the I same like person. Basically, yeah, but same guy in blue. I like, I like them. I like them. He likes palette swaps. It's okay. And I also like Raiden. Yeah, Raiden's pretty cool. Uh, I think there is a world where a Mortal Kombat movie might be interesting, but it's this one. I don't think it's this one, and I don't think it's <laughs> ever going to happen. But. I feel like they really have to lean heavily on like the aesthetics of Mortal Kombat because I think what Adam is saying is true is like those characters are cool because they look cool but I think I don't know if there's much more to Mortal Kombat than that no. so it's like I'm wondering I can imagine there's a movie with very little substance to it that just looks cool and might actually be like a good martial arts flick but I think in the world of they're going to try to present an interesting movie and it's not going to work so this is I don't know this I, is the second Mortal Kombat movie right there's already been a Mortal Kombat there's movie. Been, I want to say there's been a Mortal. I don't know. There's probably been more than one. Yeah, yeah, I never I saw say it. Three of them. Yeah, I've never seen any of. Them. I saw the Street Fighter movie, which was that could be equal totally parts wrong. amazing and equal parts horrible. Um, Rip Ral Julia, but oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I haven't. Yeah, so there was Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen either of those, so I, I don't have well, anything. The first one you need to watch. The first one you just. You have to watch the first one. How bad is it? So bad. I might, I might have a film place film actress in- uh, Tracy Lords. Oh, really? Plays Sonya, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I might have a place in my life for that then. Am I correct? Like, I need to look that up and make sure. <laughs> nope, I'm wrong. No, Tracy Lords did the... She did one of the songs on the soundtrack. I remember Wait, that Wait, what? Too. That's even yeah, stranger. She's singer. Yeah, she's actually... She's not the terrible. porn star. Is also a singer. Yes. Oh, well, good on her. Yeah. I guess. I, mm, is that the 95 Mortal Kombat? Yes. I can't remember. I can't remember all the things. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so there is that Mortal Kombat. Who knows when it's going to be there, but it, it it's coming. Get ready. <laughs> Breaks <All right>. yourself. <laughs> uh, Tetris Effect, the game that came out uh, towards the middle end of last year for PlayStation, PlayStation VR. Gorgeous game from what I hear. I've never so played fun. It. I played it. I just didn't want to spend 40 bucks on it. Yeah, I rented it. I played it all the way to the end level, and the end level was insane. Yeah. My Tetris skills were not up to beating the end level, but God, that game was good. Oh, I hadn't played Tetris 99 in probably three months, and first time uh, back in, I was top 10. Nice. I'm a Tetris guy. Very nice. Um, so uh, Tetris Effect is coming to the Epic Store, and it's getting VR support, sir. Uh, Buckethead was uh, the composer on uh, oh, Mortal Kombat. I love Buckethead. 
love Buckethead. And he is? He is a... He's the guy that plays with the bucket on his head. Yeah, he's a guitar virtuoso who was oh. best known for wearing a KFC bucket and then he like a, a hockey mask and then a raincoat. Yeah. He's probably best known. He played um, on an album with Primus. Um, oh, yeah. I've seen him in concert twice and he's real good. I've n- <laughs> like real good. I saw him one solo and once with Primus. He no, twice with, with Primus. Guns and Roses too. Yeah, for a time. He's weird. He's so and weird. He's so weird. I mean, he wears a bucket on his head. Yeah. I can't imagine that there's a lot of. But he's not in. Weirdness he's going insanely on. talented. Well, I'm like sure. just absolutely crazy talented. Well, I'll have to research him. He releases like. 15 albums a year. It's just crazy. Wow. Dude. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> Super interesting guy. Um, well, cool. If you've, if you've got a hankering to listen to the Mortal Kombat soundtrack from 1995, check it out. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Uh, so, Tetris Effect, by the way. Also has a great soundtrack. <laughs> great soundtrack. Coming to the Epic Store and it's getting VR support. It's going to be out July 23rd, so in about a week. That's Monday after this show episode comes out. I'm sorry, Tuesday after this episode comes out. Sounds right. Yep. Uh, optional VR support for the Rift and the Vive, and I'm sure... I. Surely hope that it comes to the quest. Nothing yet, though. Confirm. Um, uncapped frame rates. That might be why. Yeah. Four K <laughs> resolution. That's also probably a reason. Support for ultra wide monitors and other expanded game and graphical options not found in the console release. Yeah, it's That's crazy. You know, it's a game that I think probably is best played either on a really big TV though or in VR. Like, I don't know if I'd want to play that on my PC on just my. 27 inch monitor like that game it's dumb because it's literally just Tetris right in the middle of your screen and all this crap happening around it but the music is fantastic the the game's just fantastic I really I don't I don't know if I want to pay $40 for it but I really want to play it in VR so I might pay $40 for it I mean it'd be nice if they offered cross buy yeah. That would be real nice because, yeah. yeah, it is 40 bucks, and you can get it for 20% off during the pre-order period and for the first two weeks of sale. So, I mean— 32 bucks. Yeah, yeah. you could do that. Um, so, and if you buy during that period, you're going to get the digital deluxe bonus content, including the seven-track soundtrack sampler and 4K Tetris Effect wallpaper for free. Yeah. That's it's, it's a great game, though. I cannot say enough good things about that game. Cool. Yeah. thought. All right, Amazon is launching a free-to-play MMO based on the Lord of the Rings license. I think the weirdest thing about this is that there already is a Lord of the Rings MMO called Lord of the Rings Online that's been around for like Ever? 10 or 15 years. <laughs> Maybe I thought it already existed then. Yeah, I, I think it's it super does. strange. Um, they're working with the publisher of Warframe. Um, so they've partnered with a, like a Chinese company, I believe, to make this. I think they probably got the license as part of the licensing deal for... Now, the, the, new show. the, the show they're making is actually a prequel, right? I think so. That was my understanding, um, which is weird because isn't that just The Hobbit? But I don't... No, there's... The the Lord of the Rings we know takes place in after the Third Age, so most of the uh, Lord of the Rings lore exists before Lord of the Rings. Are and the there Hobbit. books about that? Yeah, there's they're essentially like reading history books of Middle Earth. I don't get yeah. Lord of the Rings at all. There's I mean there's so much to read that exists before Lord of the Rings that we know. So huh. I hated them, um, but that's fine. Uh, I've only yeah I was not a huge fan, but I didn't well, like I the books either. Um, but whatever. I mean that, that's neither here nor there. Um, 
but yeah, they spent what a billion dollars to get this Lord of the Rings thing going. So I, I think the MMO is just kind of a cool side project. Um, f- free to play, no release date, no anything. I just thought it was super strange that they're doing this when there are. I mean, it'd be like if you like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna make a Warcraft MMO. It's gonna be free to play. Um, we we paid for the the movie rights from that dude who made Moon, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so David Bowie's kid. Um, so we're we're gonna make a Warcraft MMO, and they're like, but but wait, what about us? It's just weird. Uh, no release date or anything on that. It's anything, just they're just yeah. basically saying, hey, get ready, we're making this. Which is also strange because they laid off a bunch of people. Like Amazon laid off a bunch of of their video game um, workers over E3. Like the last two or three days of E3, laid off like twenty or thirty people. So I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. Amazon game development is weird. That's strange. They have their own I, yeah, engine. What, what are what other games do they? They had like two or three in production. Like their biggest thing that they do is they actually have a. a they bought like a version of CryEngine um, that used used to make the Crisis games and turned it into what they call Amazon Lumberyard, which the idea of using it as a game development platform that takes advantage of like Amazon server clusters, um, and it's currently the only game I think is using it is Star. Oh, man, that that space game that Mark Hamill's in that has burned through like $250 million of Kickstarter funding, Star something. Star Citizen? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think it's Star Citizen. Um, was on the, the CryEngine and then like Amazon brought them over to Lumberyard and then CryEngine sued them. Oh, no. Um, but they, they were making a couple of other – they had two or three other games in development. I think most of them got canceled. Um, there was like a, an Overwatch ripoff and – Amazon's trying to get into the, the game space and doing it in really super strange yeah. ways. They do everything else well. Just stick to that. Right? Stay out of the games. I bought so much stuff from them. (laughs) All right. So Apex Legends, when you played, did you run into any, like, cheaters or? Uh, No. Did you know of? One. Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) He's just so good. It doesn't doesn't matter, matter. Adam. I'm so good. Cheaters can't even win. I am Dynasty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well... Apex Legends has a, some great ideas on how to handle those cheaters. Awesome. And I love this so much. Um, I haven't read about this, so you tell me all about it. So explain this. I mean, like to not bury the lead um, because they're doing some other stuff with spammers and cheaters. But what they're doing is when they detect spammers and cheaters, they just put them in the same game together. Uh-huh. So it's a bunch of cheaters and people I using. Want to watch? That. I know, I right? Want, that would play be super like fun. competitive cheater Apex, like. <laughs> That sounds way more A bunch of people with wall hacks. Yeah. And <laughs> but yeah, no. And so they literally, so they're not ruining other people's games. They just put them in, in a game together and let them kill each other. And I think that is, if if they just on top of that made it so their points didn't count or, or anything, I think that'd be great. Like it, right. it would be, it'd be fantastic if at the end they're like, hey, no chicken dinner for you. I don't, what do you get? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. If it was you know, three games. Yeah. If, if it was like, instead you got like a, stinky pile of garbage and that's that's what you won you've now won your band yeah you won your third pile of garbage so i don't know i think it's a great idea but they're also doing all sorts of crazy stuff where they're using like machine learning to detect the patterns of people that cheat which i would think would just be hey he never misses but maybe yeah maybe i don't know and i'm sure that that's a battle of machine learning you know, identifying things and then fixing things and machine learning, learning new things. It's probably a, a battle they'll never win. Yeah. Um, but they're also uh, trying to detect cheaters that 
group up with people that aren't cheating. So the idea is instead of having an entire team full of cheaters, you just have one person that cheats right. and pulls the rest of your team with them. So Ooh. they're trying to detect that as well. So, you know, I think that... I mean, we've said this before. I don't understand people that cheat. I think it's really, really stupid. Um, but it, it's it's something that happens, and I think it's just a battle that folks like Apex and Fortnite and PUBG and I'm sure a bunch of other games just have to deal with. Um, I mean, I'll be quite frank. People, You hear people bitching all the time about, hey, I don't want them wasting time adding whatever SJW thing to this game this week that I'm pissed about. If you really want to talk about people wasting the time of developers, talk to the ones that are having to spend huge amounts of time and money and resources to stop people from cheating in their games. Those are the people you should be pissed at, not yeah, totally. them adding a female character to your game. <laughs> well, there's that. So if you play uh, uh, Apex Legends and you cheat, watch out. <laughs> uh, finally, Retro Arc is coming to Steam. It is an emulator. It is. See, you uh-huh. learned. I learned something today. Um, so is this, I mean, emulators, we do not endorse or condone emulators for the usage of illegally obtained ROMs and such and things. Oh, we don't? Well, we don't We don't endorse it. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, RetroArch... I think that there's a legal gray area right there that I don't <laughs> want to step into. I mean, of course I use them, duh. <laughs> there's a difference between use and endorsement. Yeah, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm being a dumbass on my own terms. You go do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> What Fair I'm enough. Saying. No, RetroArch is one of the better of the the RetroArch itself is not an emulator. It's more of a front end for emulators. And so you download Retro RetroArch and then you get what are called cores, and the cores are the different emulators. So mostly what this is gonna make it really easy to do is for you to get RetroArch without having to go and download it and install it and all that kind of crap. So there's a bit of configuration involved, and this is just gonna ease all of that stuff away. Um at least initially, and what they're saying is going forward, maybe they can add cool things like Steam Workshop support or all the other different things that Steam as a platform adds to this. For right now, it's really just a really easy way for RetroArch people or people that are interested in RetroArch to get it on their PC, which is is nice. I mean, it's it's a it's a big first step. And the interesting thing is, is people are like, there's no way they can get RetroArch on on Steam, and they like looked into it. And Steam has absolutely no rules about emulation. So apparently they can. <laughs> so wow. should hit uh, end of July, July 30. They, the article I read said July 30th. I went out to RetroArch and they're like, it's 30-ish. 30-ish. <laughs> so end of July, first part of August. Nice. Well, there is all your news for the week on our show. If we miss some news, let us know. Don't, because then it'll be old and who cares. Just come to our Discord and put it in the news channel. Yeah, do that. Go to uh, bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. And uh, while you're on Discord, you can also ask us questions. We've got a whole channel set up for questions. You can talk amongst yourself or we'll pull out some gems and stick them in the show and do them like we have one this week from Optimist Prime. We have one from Eddie, who... I really am going to enjoy that question. Mm. Uh, Josh has a question, and always, this guy uh, kicks things off. Hey, Vin. Him. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Two days from now, he's going to be talking that voice the entire time. Yeah. 
communicating with other people in New Jersey. Oh, that's right. I I keep thinking you're going to California. If he had the fancy headphones that you just bought, that's he would talk in his normal voice and they would output (laughs) that Jersey Shore voice. (laughs) Oh, you should should see if that actually works. That'd be fun. Uh, Vinny has a question this week. It says the Xbox 360 PS3 generation's big feature was the shift from standard definition to high definition. Absolutely. Yep. Um, He knows this gen isn't done yet, but what do you think the next gen's big feature is and what do you think the big feature will be for the next generation? Oh, sorry. This, this gen's, generation this gen's and big next feature generation. and next gen's. Uh, VR prevalence, streaming games, subscription services, and how long till it becomes the norm? Uh, this generation's defining feature, I honestly don't think there really was one other than graphical upgrades. Yeah. And maybe, some, maybe some just better gameplay just because people are... So, like, yeah, the HD jump, that was one thing. Visually, it was incredible. But now that, okay, we've got that, let's tune that a bit and just focus more in on making really good games. I'm always really surprised when I boot up, not every game, but a lot of games from, like, 2012, 2013, and go like, oh, hey, this game actually looks Mm -hmm. really good. Um, I mean, this generation obviously did... Uh, bring us 4K graphics. It brought some 60K per second stuff, or 60 frame a second stuff. HDR. But I don't think any of those, none of those are even remotely as big of a jump as standard definition to HD. I mean, not even close. Like, you could take all of those things away and I'd go like, whatever, as long as I still had my 1080. Um, I don't think, I would almost say... I'm going to just say it. Do. I don't think there will ever be something as big as that jump. I agree. There will never be something that changes how you play games enough to actually make a difference like that was. You don't think that games will ever get to the point where they're legit, like, projected into your own freaking skull? I don't think, no. I think that would be gimmicky. Yeah. I mean... I. The same way, like, VR is cool, and even, I think, even at, like, top-level VR, I still don't think it's going to be the game-changer. Like, it's the same way, like, they experiment with all these ways to watch movies, but at the core, like, the traditional movie is still... That was so big that anything else is kind of just a branch, right? It's not as huge, so I don't... It's always just going to be a subset of rather than a defining next level. I, I wouldn't be surprised at some point in time if they develop something that is akin to like the holodeck mm-hmm. where you have room scale VR probably not inside of a headset. Um, but actually project That you can actually you. interact with, um, that you can walk through. Like that will be very cool. And I think that probably even sooner than that you will get room scale VR that is in a very lightweight wearable format that doesn't feel like you're wearing a giant helmet. I mean, even like the Quest. The Quest is very small, but it's mm-hmm. still very obvious you're wearing, you're still wearing a, a headset. Oh, yeah. right. um, something way smaller than that that gives you 360 degrees of motion that allows you to walk somehow in inside of that and, and you know, experience VR in a way that feels like you're in real life without motion sickness, that kind of thing. I think that's probably soon. Um, and that's really cool, but it's not, yeah. you know, I think game streaming is going to be revolutionary, but I don't think it, it's going to be the end-all be-all. The interesting thing is, like, that is the obvious next step is that games just live in the cloud and we stream them, but it still doesn't change. Yeah, it's just games. Like, it just changes how, like, it changes how the we function get the games, of the game. And, like, it won't actually change your experience other than you don't need a box. 
Well, and the small gimmicky things, the ability to see the person you're playing with screen, the ability to have lower um, pings in between multiplayer games, the ability to play bigger games that you wouldn't be able to play on your own hardware, that kind of thing. It, it's all, to me, I think that every console generation and every PC generation, probably for the next little while, is going to be, hey, this is better than what we have right. now. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be evolutionary, it's, not revolutionary. It's like it's, quality of life adjustments yeah, over exactly. time. This looks better. This physics is better and i think what people also don't think about is like if if today we doubled let's say we could double uh processor we could double gpu you could double ram all that stuff's awesome but you're still very constrained by what people can do um creating creating a 1080 texture is significantly easier than creating a 4K texture, which is significantly easier than creating an 8K texture. Creating advanced rendering is hard. Creating um, huge worlds is hard. Um, To me, the next, and I think we've said this before, but I think the thing that faster stuff will get us is AI that can do smarter things for us that won't have to be done by a artist where you'll be able to say, okay, so we've defined a bunch of buildings or even just say like, hey, I need a city and it's a mid-sized city with some skyscrapers. Nothing's over 20 stories. It's got a good spread of office buildings and shops and restaurants and the AI will be able to go, okay, cool. I'm going to create a restaurant. A restaurant has this. And then you'll be able to go inside that restaurant and it'll look like a restaurant. And every restaurant will look different. And you'll be able to go into an office building and every office building will look different and be unique. And that'll all be generated by AI instead of having to be generated by a programmer and a designer and a blah, 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 blah. blah. And I think that will be a big deal. But it, it right. at the end of the day, that's just immersion, not right. gameplay. I think, so. Yeah. And I think like on an individual game basis games like that like imagine a world where grand theft auto is like that right and like you play grand theft auto online and all your friends are now in this world like that's really yeah. cool but at its core it's not really the game it's not still a kind of the game right no. it's so totally yeah uh, well, there you go. Thank you, Vinny, for that question. Uh, Josh wants to know, has there ever been a game or genre that has legitimately gotten your heart racing? When was the last time you remember this happening? The last time he remembers this happening was with Apex Legends with Dylan, where they won two games in a row. Dynasty power. Rock. Um, Did you just play with two randos? Well, him and I in one. Oh. So, cause it's three. oh, it's a three-player game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, games for me that have gotten my heart racing, PUBG absolutely did. And when I got to that mm. top 10, top two, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could win. And then I didn't. <laughs> um, Your heart was racing too much. I, it certainly was. Uh, the escape from the tree and Ori in the Blind Forest yeah. killed me because it was so good. Um, other games that got uh, Resident Evil 7, that did <laughs> it for me. That's for sure. I was there. Um, I saw it. it. Was great. Yeah, I think games like that, games like Dead Space, Resident Evil, um, Silent Hill, even like the uh, just the older you know horror survival games, just they 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 couldn't rely on their graphics to like sell it because they they really had to make really good gameplay and it was just you know tense and yeah. scary and Dead Space in particular that looked really good. It did look good for its time for sure. It still looks good, um, but. Oh my god, that game scares the crap out of me. Yeah, that space probably, was that so probably rough. is the scariest game from a like ambiance, like atmosphere perspective. It's mixed so good with horror. It's so good. Like, like a, a very 
non-traditional horror game. Yeah, yeah that game. I remember just finishing, like, I don't want to say rounds of that game, but, you know, I'd play that game for an hour and a half or whatever and then stop, and I'd just be, like, sweaty, and, like, my heart is racing. I'm like, did I have fun? <laughs> no. Yeah. But I can't But stop. I want to go back. Right. Yeah, those are my kind of games. Yeah, I think that, like, outside of the horror genre, um, the one that did it most for me, um, actually, Tetris Effect really did, because, uh, because that game is so... You're fighting against yourself. And, I mean, you've all played games where, you know, they drop a bunch of stuff. Tetris Effect right. was a game that I would finish those games and my heart would just be racing. Um, I uh, also think Beat Saber would be a game that would get my heart racing strictly because it's cardio. It's, a, yeah, <laughs> it's an aerobic workout. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Forza games for me, especially when I was not very good at them at first, like now I'm, I'm – at least last time I played, was, was competent <laughs> at playing Forza. But when I was first learning how to play that game, it was hard to – I just wasn't good at it. And so every race would just be a struggle to get through the race and not be last every time. And I'd finish those games. Um, Super Hot. Love Super Hot. Yeah, is a game. The The first time I got shot in that game, mm-hmm. um, I'm playing it in uh, Super Hot VR specifically. Mm-hmm. I remember I got through the first got couple. That's oh, so good. It's crazy. I got through my first couple levels and then just a dude shot me in the chest. And I remember literally in, in real life ah! grabbing my chest and then going like, oh, wait, I didn't actually get shot. But that you finish that game sweaty and heart pounding uh-huh. because it's just it feels like real life. It does. In a weird polygonal way. Yeah, right. Um, the Battle Royales definitely do a good job of that when you're when you're at the the top. I don't think I think that's the I don't think anything other game has matched that really. Yeah. Can like on a consistent basis. Like every time you're in the top two or top three, like in that final firefight, like that that situation exists, right? And it's like, you're never confident, like, mm, I'm going to do this. It's always like, oh, okay, this is tense, where are they kind of thing. So I think it always kind of makes that happen. Um, but games like, I think Dead Space kind of definitely help, like, creates that emotion. And there was one other one I was thinking of. Crap. Alien Isolation. I never played that. That's a good one. Um, Manhunt. Yeah. Oh, see, I've never played that one. Good? Yeah. Now I don't know if you would. Yeah, that's might not. That's an OG 360 game. PS2. Yeah. 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 That's. It's been a while. The only the the worst thing about that time was like the GTAs and Manhunt of the World were using that weird lock on targeting system, mm-hmm. which doesn't hold up today. Yeah. Like you put up with it then, but it was even bad at that time. <laughs> like trying to to like lock onto things instead of just like free looking. Like I can't. I was so excited when games started being like, oh, you could just do a third person action game. I'm like, I can free look in third person and shoot things, but. Ugh. Yeah, figuring aim assist for games was a uh, yeah, was great. So, um, yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you uh, for that question, Josh. All right. Up next, Eddie has a question. What video game mascot ha- mascot had the best power ups? Uh, <laughs> asterisk must answer in the style of ASMR. Uh, if you're not familiar with ASMR, go ahead and pause this right now and just look up ASMR on YouTube. And uh, watch for audio sensory meridian response. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So you go ahead and do that. Okay. All right. Welcome back. Um, Now that you know what that is, let's go ahead and answer this question. You want to go first? 
I don't know how I should. Yeah, yeah, yes, I'll go first. Yes. This sounds so bad. Does this sound dirty? Adam just sounds like okay. he's stage whispering. So, is this, what is stage whispering? I don't know. Is this ASMR? Yes. I have no idea. It sounds good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Super Mario Brothers 3. I think that is definitely the obvious choice. Oh, is that an obvious choice? I didn't know. The Tanuki suit. Yes. <laughs> Master Chief. Hammer Brothers suit. Master Chief would shoot that raccoon in a heartbeat. But did he have power-ups? They had the skulls. Yeah, he had a bunch of guns. <laughs> and one of those... those. Uh, well, you could get the skulls in Halo. No. That kind of changed the game. I think a warthog is technically a power-up, and that would make your little raccoon roadkill. I would fly over that. <laughs> Me. And then he'd shoot you. And then he'd mount your head on his warthog. So when I think of power-ups, I think of traditional game power-ups like mushrooms, or flowers, or turtle shells. Or the boot. The boot. I forgot about the boot. The turtle shell is not a power-up. Whatever. I don't think... I don't think Master Chief upgrading his gun as a power-up. I just feel that's the general evolution of his weapon. <laughs> I like the boot. This Tell is me the, all about it. Hey. This is the worst thing we've ever done. I also we did like it. The cat suit in the new oh, Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fun. I'm just whispering at this point. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that question, Eddie. Please don't ever do this again. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> In case you ever wondered what segment makes my heart beat the most, it was that there one. There you go. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm Why sure. is whispering way harder whispering to do Whispering is than so difficult. Hmm. So difficult. Start one it takes of those. more energy. Yep. Um, all right. Thank you for that. Optimist Prime has a question for you. Who came up with your intro music? Well, I, he asked, story. and I told him the answer was not very interesting. It was me. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um, actually, and full disclosure, so I did make all the little bleep, 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 bleep things at the beginning, and then the voice that says bite me, that 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 voice, I made that, edited it up, mixed it in. Uh, we have access to a glorious uh, production library here where we work. It's called FirstCom, um, and it's all this licensed music and, and strictly created for this service, and it's fantastic. And I grabbed that as soon as I found it, and it is ours, and we are the only people, I believe, that can use it. Oh, really? I think. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. You made something out of it. I don't think anybody else is using it. No. It, look, it sounds but, great, too. Yeah, and like, I really like The music no, works. It's I perfect. Agree. Yeah, so I did that. Um, I I added this last minute. Um, Mansox gave us a bunch of questions to ask over the next couple of weeks, and I keep forgetting to add them because okay. they're in a different list. So he, he wants to know how many siblings you have. I have two younger brothers. One of them's named Cliff. I Yes. And it's very confusing when I tag the wrong cliff in a post. Super confusing. But he's no longer on Facebook, so that won't happen. Oh, good. Thank God. There you go. Excellent. Now I just have to deal with all the other cliffs whose emails I get. What about you? Uh, I have one. I think you all know that. His name's Colby. Yeah, Um, he's he's our... He's our Discord. named after a cheese. He is not... Maybe... He's named after a cheese, and you're named Is after his a middle health name, bar? Jack. Yeah, I'm named after my uh, grandpa, Colby actually. Jack Johnson. Colby, no. Uh, yeah, no. So I have one. He does uh, Bite Me DLC with us. Yes, so. he does. And you? I have one and a half. Now oh. I have three half-siblings. Is that oh. how that adds up? I guess, technically, right? Three, yeah. You Two brothers three and a half. sister? Correct. Yeah. Wow. They're all about seven... 
I'm going to guess six and a half to seven and a half years older than me. My brother and sister are really close together, and my other brother is like a year older. So Interesting. I've met one of his brothers. He was a delight. Um, My sister is pregnant with her third child, um, who will be born in the next like two months, I think. Fun. So I have four nephews now. I will have more nephews. We were only asking about siblings. We didn't need to know about your extended Well, family. you told me what you're you saying. What How many nephews did. do you have, Adam? One. I'm just saying, like, my sister is a mom. My brother is a mailman. <laughs> why is that funny? That is a respectable it's redundant. <laughs> I just... <laughs> why, is, why is it redundant? Mailman. Oh, <laughs> we, did, we were started talking about his nephews, and all of a sudden he's like, let me tell you the professions of all my near relatives. Yes. <laughs> um, he just bought a house. Good and, on him. And uh, he had a band. His band, you should, you should, you should talk you about should, that, because uh, his band's real good. If you have Spotify or anywhere else that you can stream music, I think it's on most services, including Apple Music, uh, Death First, they put out two albums um, it's a reference to the Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Oh, um, I was like, what if you want death like second or last? Uh, they did two albums that they released independently. About they probably went on a hiatus about seven years ago. Unfortunately, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to make it in that business. But they had two really good albums. So you can look that up and listen to them. They're pretty good. really They're, good. It's hard rock, like with metal influences, but also like softer influences as well um the closest thing that people have compared it to is like queens of the stone age yeah. is oh cool is kind of the but they'd had a pretty original sound so i think that's a good thing but a bad thing too because yeah. you don't necessarily don't you don't always fit into a, a niche that's good band find. i like um, a lot every time he puts them on i'm like dude who is this band he's like it's my brother but i'm like oh right they're great nice yeah well very cool and my well, other brother, uh, oh, right. he got another brother. doesn't work anymore, so he just decided to take a year off and travel the country in a van, and now he's back, and I think he's going to do taxes around tax season, and that's what he wants to do. So he just got, he's like doing his tests with the IRS to be a tax person. I don't know. Good on him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to travel the U.S. in a van for a year. But he worked for Box for a long time. And I was oh, going to do taxes. Yeah, he likes numbers, I guess. He likes doing that kind of stuff. I don't know. Good on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, cool. Well, thank you for that question, Mansox. If you have questions for us, you can always send them in to our Discord. It's bitemepodcast.com slash Discord and drop your question in there or message us or email us or however, however you would like to do that. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up with some cheap free games this uh, month, week, whatever, coming to Game Pass. Uh, Night Call. Which is cool looking. It's, is it? Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Vinny actually requested that we mention which uh, system these are on because now there's Game Pass PC and Game right. Box Xbox. And this is just for the PC. Just for the PC. It's uh, like a noir um, like mystery game. It appears to all be in black and white. Um, kind of a walking sim. You're a taxi driver trying to solve a mystery. It looks really interesting if you're into a particular kind of game, which I am. So. Oh, okay. A particular kind of game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there is that, and that is available as of yesterday, if you're listening to the show on Thursday. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain is available the day you're listening to this podcast, uh, as if it were the same day it went up, which is 
July 18th, and that is going to be on the Xbox. If you don't have this game yet, it's literally been everywhere 50 times. That's what I said. I'm like, how do you not? I have four copies of I've this I've got game. it, and I've never played it. Same. So, uh, Banner Saga 3 is also going to be out on Thursday, July 18th on PC and Xbox. Resident Evil 4, ooh, that's that's a good one. Is it? That is a good one. Um, that is going to be July 25th, just Xbox. Killer Instinct DE. What's Death D- Edition. Death Edition? I don't have any oh. idea. Deluxe D- Edition? Dumb Edition? Deluxe oh, Edition would actually man, make more sense. sense. Yeah. Why'd you have to make sense of it? I don't know. I haven't played Killer Instinct since the Super Nintendo. I might have to try you, that. If you make enough sense, you start making dollars, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that is out July 25th on PC and Xbox, and also for the king, July 25th on PC. Yeah, hex-based RPG strategy game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could get behind that. I love that. hexes. Hexes. I put a hex on you. That's a good song. That's I put a spell on you. Whatever. It's close enough. Close enough. Um, all right. And finally, Humble Bundle has the Humble Very Positive Bundle 3. These are games that are good. They're they're very positive. <laughs> very according positive. to According people. to Steam reviews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or reviews in general? Yep, no, the Steam reviews. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, for a buck, you can pick up Distraint 2. Don't know what that is. It says the game is an art, according to... It's a 2D psychological horror adventure game. There you go. I'm in. Uh, You also pick up Unexplored, which is a roguelite that feels like a roguelike. There you go. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Um, And then you also get, for a dollar, Rusty Lake Paradise, which that just sounds like tetanus. If you're into simple but creepy games. God, this game's got the weirdest aesthetic. <laughs> it looks it? so strange. Not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen previews for that one. <laughs> looks super weird. Uh, if you pay five twenty-seven or more, you get Bendy and the Ink Machine, which looks super, super interesting. So dope. Really uh, that. Vinny streamed that over the weekend. That. It looks really good. Yeah. yeah I'll probably buy that one. Uh, Prison Architect and Nex Machina. Yeah. Prison Architect's great, too. Yep. Uh, if you pay $10 or more, you'll also unlock Shantae Half Genie Hero, which is super, 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 super fun. Is it? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the Shantae games, yeah, they're in, um, I want to say this was in Game Pass. I'd believe you if you told me. It was either Game Pass or it was a downloadable uh, yeah. Games with Gold, and it is super fun. It is so much fun. Definitely cool. play it if you like platformy, kind of like, almost like Metroid kind of stuff, but it's not Metroidvania. Very cool. Um, it's a lot of fun. So do that, and you can always find out all the latest and greatest Humble Bundles at bitemepodcast.com slash humble, where we are an official Humble Bundle partner, and we will get a little something-something if you buy through our affiliate link. So Hugs. please, That's what they give us. Hugs. <laughs> I can't pay my rent with hugs. Oh. But I'll try. Shoot, I'll talk to them about that. Cool. Um, is that it? It's all. Okay. Um, I am streaming more and more. And by more and more, I mean once. <laughs> um, but it's I'm getting that all unlock, unlock, and I feel like I've kind of got the settings dialed. It looks good. It looks all right. Every time I've seen you stream, it looks yeah. great. Um, I have stickers now. They look great. Yes, yes, yes. I have, after these, I've got 87 more. So I don't know what I'll do with them, but who knows? Give them to me. I'll send them to our, our Patreons. Oh, I need to give Patreon stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Twitch, and Mixer, and Discord. Hang on. I've got the icons here where you can find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, if you're on Oculus, Oculus? If you're, on, if, you're, if you're on Oculus, you can add me at Not Good Gamer there as well. So anyway, uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to follow that. Uh, if Pimp you stuff, if you 
think that an hour and a half of me a week is not enough, which, first of all, seek psychological help. <laughs> Second of all, you can go uh, to OMG. You've got to watch uh, OMG. Shit. OMG, have you seen this movie? No. OMG. You've, you've you got, need to watch you've got this. got to watch this. I think that's right. Wow, you've got a podcast that you can't even say the name of. OMGWatchThisPod.com. There we go. The name of the podcast is OMG, You've Got to Watch This. Got it. So go uh, go there and me and the aforementioned Colby and my wife talk about really, really, really terrible movies. This this week we're going to talk about uh, a Titanic cartoon, and we watched a Titanic cartoon last week too. So they are both equally terrible. Oh, I didn't know they were cartoons. Oh, yes. Oh, They're so bad. Why? Because the budget to get a Titanic ship is way too much. One of them had a rapping dog um, and some racist mice. Oh, that's always Um, fun. The other one had the Titanic getting rescued by a giant squid. So Nice squid. Yeah, follows there. Good stuff. If you think an hour and a half of Cliff is enough or too much, I spend 40 hours a week with him. (laughs) So... um, Try that. Jeez, I feel so bad for that Dylan guy. (laughs) We sit three feet apart from each other. It must be terrible. Yeah. Anything else? 